This week's podcast is brought to you by that guy at work that doesn't understand boundaries. Hi there, it's Derek. I just wanted to let you know that I went into your desk drawers to find some gum and found your deodorant. I realized I smelled a little ripe for my 30-minute bike ride into work earlier in the day, so I went ahead and used it and put it back. It's not really my particular choice in scent, but I suppose it will do. By the way, my wife gave birth last week, and since you couldn't be there, I emailed you the YouTube link of the video. Adam and some of the other guys on the team said it was super graphic, but I thought you'd like to see it. Side note, I'm working on my stand-up routine on Friday in the lunchroom, and I'd like you to come by. I've been working on some sweet bits about white nationalists and Windows 98. You're going to love it. When you come into the lunchroom, find the sign-in sheet and write MindGap in the reference box, and you'll get a weekly email from me telling you my thoughts on Flat Earth and why it could be a real thing. This week's episode is brought to you by Elfin and Castle, located at 185 North Wabash and 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois. Look, I know you're looking for that perfect English pub experience so you can grab some incredible drinks and tasty food. Elfin and Castle has you covered. They have excellent daily drink specials, happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., and some delicious-ass food for you to chew on while you watch some fucking sports. Come on down to Elephant and Castle at 185 North Wabash or 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois, and tell them that Mind Gap Podcast sent you. Okay, nerds. On this week's episode, Justin and I explore a topic that was suggested by one of our fans, Micronations. Don't know what they are? Well, you're about to get an education. We then ponder what it would take to unite the human race under one government, and then talk about whether or not U.S. culture could see a drastic change. Even more importantly, Justin and I have a giant miscommunication. But because we care about each other and really wanted to understand, we kept listening and realized what each of us was trying to say. We basically give you the formula on how to navigate a conversation, so you better take some goddamn notes. That being said, pull up Wikipedia, type in Micronations, and get ready to have an open mind as we wade into episode 218 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. All I know is that I'm happy to be here with you. With our Twitch folks. Maybe. With the podcasters who are listening. I believe. You think you're- It's like Aragorn and Gandalf and all those guys believing that Frodo still had the ring and was alive and was headed for Mount Doom. And that's why they charged the Black Gate and called out all the forces of Sauron to fight so they could give Frodo a chance to drop the One Ring into the lava pits of Mount Doom. See, I was going to say I believe the same way that Peter Pan believed in Tinkerbell. And I was equally gonna, valid. I was going to end it there. Equally valid beliefs. You've got to clap if you believe. You could argue one was shorter than the other, but I don't know. I think they both, both had the same impact. I mean, know? they're both equally as epic. Yeah, right. We'll say that. Because mm-hmm. have you ever seen Peter Pan actually make love to Tinkerbell? Ooh, it's epic. I just got like it's a, epic. I got like a rule thirty four just popped in my head. Like if some just horribly oh, drawn, I bet you horribly drawn. That's got to be out there. Of right? course, it's out there. I don't even think we need to look. We know it's out there. Can I look though? 
I mean, do you want to go down that road? Well, yeah. dude, Tinkerbell is so sexualized in so many oh, different yeah. ways. So just there's the got to be something. That's, the name alone. I just, but I think it would be really strange with you know Peter Pan being so so big, you know. <laughs> I don't like how you said that. I don't either, but I was like, I had to say it. We, we were going to go there anyway. So I was like, yeah, we were walking down the path. Yeah, we yeah. were. We were heading there. We were it's heading like, there. well, what are you going to do? Oh, I am just, I'm pissed off that I can't remember what I was going to rail on today. Because I was like, I'm going to bring this up, and Doug is going to go, oh, brother, I feel you. And oh, it was going to be, it was going to be a thing. We were going to have a real catharsis. I we bet. really were. Yeah. Man. It was, I know, I know for a fact it was about. Something to do with customer service. Well, I mean, I that's that always a, a fact. That's always a, a way to go. Just can't remember what. Well, let me tell you a little story. Oh, please. All right. Regale me. So, Natalie has been dropping some wisdom on my ass recently. Okay. And one of the most important things she said to me the other day is, Dad, we don't eat bees. And I was like, Child? So far, I'm doing a good job. You are, well, you are wise beyond your years. So far, yeah. I am doing a great job. Okay. Yes, we don't <laughs> we eat do bees. We do not eat bees. End, end Can, of story. Is there... <laughs> similar to the Tinkerbell analogy. Um, <laughs> short and very profound. Yes. Uh, is there... Have you watched like B-movie or something? Is there... No. Do you have any idea where this no. uh, information is coming from? It's true. That's all that matters. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters to me. You know what you should start doing? You should start going home and giving Natalie... Little like once a day, just drop some weird thing like that. That's true, but like apropos to nothing, mm-hmm. and just see if that sticks with her. The thing that's it's she'll say things like <laughs> the other day she's like, the sun doesn't have a face. And I was like, wow, if you read that line a little bit differently, you just like uh you know uh what's what's a guy named from Silence of the Lambs like oh, uh, <laughs> Wild Bill or whatever yeah. his name is. The sun doesn't have a face. That's more of a bane who has to poop, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think how he kind of he kind of talked almost. He, kinda, he, he had a, he had like a Kermit like kind of back in the like, I'd fuck me. I'd, would you fuck me? I'd, I'd fuck, fuck me. me. The sun doesn't the sun have a face. Doesn't have a face. <laughs> the sun doesn't have a face. I don't know what that was either. Hey ho, Kermitty Frog here. <laughs> the sun doesn't have a face. Yeah. Man, there's so many. Th- well, there was that. The sun doesn't have a face. All right, Gilbert, we heard you. Um, but it was like there was that web series for a while where it was like quotes from my two year old or something. Oh and yeah, the guy like took actual. He is still doing is that. He? I think the daughter. He's ha- he had another kid. Mm, just kept it going. He just kept it going. Like, yeah. I will just keep pumping and dumping so I can keep this web series alive. Uh, but the, the, for those of you who aren't familiar, it's this guy who does this thing where he he would he would take record conversations he'd have with his two-year-old, but then he'd have an adult man. Convos with my two-year-old. Yes, he'd have an adult man read it, and it was... It wasn't just read it. The adult man would dress up, like if you look up the Convos with my two-year-old episode one, the thumbnail is the adult man with a pink barrette or clip Mm -hmm. in his hair, He's got a necklace, uh, like a like a gold locket on. Mm-hmm. He's basically dressed as the the little girl. And I think if you pull out to a wide shot, he's got a diaper on as well. Mm-hmm. And he is in a very dry, like thirty something year old delivery, but still with the body mo- movement yes. of a kid is delivering yeah. these lines impeccably. I right, well, I think I can do a pretty good impression of this. Like, so please, you're, you're the father, and you say like, <laughs> "Hey, it's time to go to bed." Uh, Natalie, it's time to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed, Daddy. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Very menacing. Like, again, if you take yeah. that very simple idea of 
The sun doesn't have a face. Well, it's like, yeah. To stare up, he's like, we don't eat bees. And then walks away. <laughs> it's, it really is fucking creepy. You're like, Holy shit. It, it's terrifying. Did, I, did they? Do I know more now? What, yeah. what just happened? And it turns into less of a conversation about, oh, really? To like almost like a, a someone pleading with someone to like, you know, oh, we no. We don't eat bees. We don't eat bees. You're like, oh, well, that's nice. Where'd you learn that? Preschool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much more sinister I, and just like, preschool. What? It's like, what the fuck? So there are, let's see, Convo's season eight. Whoa. He's got a whole bunch of playlists here. That's awesome. There's, let's see, Small Cop. <laughs> He's got one that's called Nesting. What is Convo season eight? God I damn. wanted to see. Uh, three, two, one. I just want to see what if he gives an actual conversation with my four-year-old son. So she's she's got, the daughter's probably got to be about six then, six or seven. Do you really think you're going to be able to see a video right now, Justin? You know what? That's a very... <laughs> That was a. That's an exercise in futility, is what that's that is. That's exactly what that is. That's yeah. Yeah. That's on me. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought that was I such a great idea. Natalie... It's such a great idea for 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 something like that. Because I immediately was like, oh my god, I should capture these prison. What she's saying, and yes, never mind. It's been done. It's been done. <laughs> well, the thing is, and it, the, if it hadn't been done with such popularity, yeah. I would say that you could probably figure out a way to repurpose what yeah. Natalie's. It, it's not to say that you couldn't figure out a way to do this. Like, you you could collect these and present these somehow. Like, I have a video of her asking innocently, like, why Thanos is a bad guy. Yeah. And I would love to turn that around to her basically, like, really driving home to me, like, putting me on the spot of, like, why am I accusing him of being a bad guy? Right. Because she'd be like, like, you know, excuse the... Why is he bad, Dad? Well, he thinks that he's, you know, by killing half of the universe, he's going to be good. But why? You know, it's just like yeah. a, a few good men sort of thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, yes. Why does he want to do that? Like just <laughs> you want to know why he wants to do that? Yeah. Yes, I want to know why. You can't handle why. He thinks it'll be helpful. <laughs> just making it super aggressive. Right. That's always my wheelhouse. You're damn right I snap my fingers. Take something innocent and make it aggressive, and yeah. it's just a whole new level of fun. To it's me. hysterical. That, yeah. Like that is that is it's such a it's an it's a uh, proven formula. Yes. It's a tried and true formula to make yeah. something uh, seem very terrifying. It was just like for the longest time back when we put a writing group together. I remember waiting one night, or maybe it was early in the morning or something. I was going to work, and there was someone standing on the Roosevelt uh, train platform. Okay. Holding a balloon and just aggressively yelling at someone down below. <laughs> and just the juxtaposition right, right. of someone holding an adult person. I remember you telling me about Holding this. a balloon yes. and being like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, how can you be that aggressive while holding a balloon on a string? And it was late at night right. or early in the morning. I don't remember, but I was like... Staring, I'm like, this is a really weird situation. This, this is not normal. Just be like, you shut up! And I'm like, I, but you got a balloon, man. Like, it's just, okay, I don't understand. It's, oh, yeah, th those, that to me was just a very humorous thing. I'm like, I don't know what to do with that, right. but that's funny. <laughs> right. Well, there's so, it's funny, but at the same time, it's those, it's, it, I think it plays on that idea. Like, that's why clowns are scary, is because mm -hmm. it's supposed to be something so innocent and, like, mm -hmm. goofy and funny that turn slightly can mm -hmm. be just fucking terrifying. So yeah. someone with just standing with a balloon, if he wasn't, if him yelling, hysterical. 
him just standing, not moving, mm-hmm. stoic and staring mm-hmm. would be terrifying. Exactly. Small tweak, yeah. same situation, small tweak, takes it from bizarre and hysterical to, yeah. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm going to take a cab. I love those moments because to me, I'm looking at that. I'm like, I don't even know if I can articulate why I think that's funny. Right. Or I don't think anyone else would find that funny. Right. And I'm like, that's a shame. Because I really want to somehow capture this moment in a bottle and be like, look, guys, this is crazy. <laughs> you know? I think in a, in a series, you would have to, that'd be the guy who, it'd have to be some sort of a reoccurring character. Like, you pass him all the time, and that's just, then it becomes, that's Hank. Yeah. You know, the balloon guy. Like, oh, wow. And it's like one night, you know, it's like several episodes into the season or whatever. He's just, you know, the this, this, this episode's ending, and he's just like, oh, man. <sighs> what a day. He's about to fall asleep, and he's here. God! What the fuck do you want? And he just looks down. And there's Hank screaming with the balloon. He's like, "Fucking Hank!" Hank's and all over his neighborhood. To, you know, yeah, it's like cut to black. And at there. some point, the one episode has to deal with Frank now standing in his normal spot, but his balloon is popped, and it's mm-hmm. now the string. It's the remnants is sitting on the ground, still attached to the string. Mm-hmm. And Hank has lost the will to yell at people, mm-hmm. and now it's who popped Hank's balloon? Yeah, that's the name of the episode. Or people are like, "Where do you get a balloon every day?" <laughs> Mind your business! Like, Babylon! <laughs> okay. Cool, Hank. And there's just legends of Hank. Right. Dude, he was killing it on Wall Street. Yeah. I, I hear that. He just he just decided not to work anymore. He invented Nylar. <laughs> what was that thing we talked about with Jen Jones? The thing, the, the oh, the nipples? The rubber nipples? <laughs> Hank's rubber nipples. <laughs> oh, I almost sprayed all Hank's over. Hank's Nylar nipples. Nylar nipples. Oh, my God. I don't think that would work. What's nylar? Uh, you know those like uh, shiny uh, birthday balloons. Oh, sure, sure, it's like sure. A, it's called it's a nylar balloon. I think I think the material is called nylar, mm. but I always like the name. So anytime I need a funny name, that's one of my go-to. It sounds like a creature or something in a high fantasy situation. Oh, a hundred percent. The nylar are attacking at dawn. Right. Like oh my god. They mounted the nylar <laughs> and rode to the front line. That's yeah. right. We're heading to the great city of nylar off the <laughs> southern coast of Barados or whatever. <laughs> oh, I ate too many nylar ribs tonight. Mm, yeah, dude. I had a nasty nylar nylar last night. Just it it's all over. It's everywhere. Oh no. Did you get your chambermaid to clean it up? Uh, uh she refused. Smart. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's uh, very infectious. I, I I get it, but still, it's just hanging out there, and someone's going to do it, and I don't want to do it. You should probably just burn your uh, dwelling down. <laughs> your hovel. You, you should just burn your hovel down. I know, but it means so much. I've had it for at least two weeks. You know, it's my longest streak yet. Right, but it's Nylard. <laughs> you got Nylard. It, it's been Nylard. There's no coming back from Nylaring. <laughs> Up next tonight, Jay Nylar with his new 10-minute set. <laughs> Nylar is such a versatile word. It I really like is. It. it sounds like completely made-up bullshit. I love it. You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. 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 Meow. Um, I come from the nation of Nylar. I come from the land of Nylar. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a nation named Nylar. Speaking Flawless. of. Speaking Flawless. of. Welcome transition. to the land of Nylar. God. It's like I'm fucking professional. Where the beer is minimal, but the fish are plenty. <laughs> what? Wait, the beer is minimal, but the mm-hmm. fish. That sounds like a terrible place to live. It is what it is. I don't like it. I don't want it. Taxes are average. Taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Wages are livable. Yes, livable wage. Yes. Not too much, not too little. I mean, no one's really wealthy, but they get by. The roads, mostly paved. Right. 
it's not $13 for a quart of milk. We decide to avoid mail and just stick with electronic mail so there's no postal service. <laughs> it's all electronic. We have a drone. <laughs> we have a drone. <laughs> what do you use it for? We don't know. We have it, though. It hangs out in the town square. <laughs> Hank attached a balloon to it. A nylar balloon. All coming back. There it is. <laughs> so this, uh, uh, yeah. this, com- this suggestion comes from the uh, Noah, one of the Twitch followers and fans of the podcast. Also, if you've ever seen um, uh, our <clears throat> stuff on YouTube with the animated... <sighs> Uh, <laughs> Still gives me chills. The animated uh, uh, logo that he made. For, he's the one that made it. So big shout out to him. And he reached out to us on Twitter and he was like, you guys, I, 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 I just read about these things called Micronations and I, I need, I need, to, I want to know your thoughts. And I was like, okay. He's, he's like, I need, I either need to be shut. I need, I either need to be shut up or have my feelings validated. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, cool. And I looked it up real quick and it's essentially just. Uh, nations that are founded either digitally or actually physically in the world that are not recognized right. <laughs> as a sovereign country or nation by anywhere else. It's just someone They goes, just claim... They're like, I am the land of... This is N- Nylar. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I am the president slash dictator, and I rule... With an iron fist. Mind Gapistan. Mind Ga- Oof, I don't like that at no? all. Mind no. Gaptopia. Mm, okay. Mind Gapsville. We talked about how I'm really bad at naming towns. Nyla. In, in Sims, like SimCity yes. and shit, so I'm not good at that. I'll name a person, but I can't name a town. That's fair. Yeah. You're really good at naming people. Mm-hmm. Um, Florp. I've never, like, here's the thing. I think I, I, like, the CBS Sunday Morning or one of those shows that does little package pieces about, like, deep dive mm-hmm. into a topic. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I have seen something on Micronations. It just never stuck with what it was. When I saw, if you look up Micronation on Wikipedia, the the first image looks both terrifying and awesome. Oh it my is God. it is a floating yeah. like this is this is technically a Micronation. Uh, it is the nation of it's the Principality of Sealand. Oh my God! Or Sealand maybe. It's a Micronation located on a sea fort off the coast of the United Kingdom. So it's an old, I guess, like old military. Like, it looks like that's a helicopter landing pad there. Yeah. Like, they could, you could, I mean, yeah, it's miles off the coast of the UK, and people live out there, and they say this is the uh, Principality of Sealand, and that's Look, their home. Look, I'm bad at naming <laughs> stuff, but you gotta do better than that, man. Than Sealand? Yeah. Welcome to Sealand! Not uh, to be confused the re- with SeaWorld. It's, you know, because there's Disneyland and Disney World. How about the Republic of Minerva? Hmm. Or Minerva. Minerva. What's the... The Principality of Fredonia. Uh Uh-huh. Not to be uh, confused with Cardonia. That's right. Which is Mr. Tex's realm of expertise. I feel like in reading about this, and that was the first... Did I say Cardonia? I hope I... Cargonia. Cargonia. I want to make sure... (laughs) Right. I think Cardonia is a place. I don't know. Uh, That was the first thought I had, though, is when they talked about how there's, there's... Physical micronations, and those came about first. And the, the article says something about like the 60s or 70s. But with the you know ushering in of the digital age, people have basically created digital micronations where doesn't matter where you live, people are just like, 
I subscribe to this ideology or I, I, I relate to you people. So we are of the same mentality. Like we are of this nation of whatever. And I feel like that's what Mr. Texta has done. Randall P. Chuckers. With Cargonia is yeah. he it, technically that's a, I would say that's a micronation. That's a uh, digital micronation. Yeah. He is the dictator. Right. And uh, it's you fucking know, amazing. It's fantastic. It's 100% what he is. Yeah. He exists in a digital world. Literally Cargonia. On the uh, in, in in the cargo holds of Space Station Thirteen. Yeah. So, which what? is God bless him. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't I mean, want to run. He's a got anthems. You know what I mean? He's got a flag. Right. I mean, as far as I can tell, he's checked all the boxes. Technically, all of the boxes have been checked. <laughs> he's a thing now. This he's is done a thing. It. Yeah. Yeah. He's absolutely done it. I think the thing that that I'm still trying to wrap my head around is the fact that they're not recognized. They've claimed that they're their own thing. But they're not recognized as such. Mm -hmm. And like the article said, like it's different than people who like do who secede from like it's it's this weird realm of like not defined, but kind of defined. Like what was what was your were you able to put the idea together? I was shocked that I wasn't as angry as I thought I would be about this. (laughs) Like I thought this is something where I was, you know, kind of similar to Noah. Noah seemed like he was saying how angry he was about all of it. I'm like, this sounds like something I'll be furious about. Yeah. But the more I read about this stuff, I was like, oh, these are people just wasting their time. I was like, I don't, you know. I mean, not everyone, though. I have to assume some of these people legitimately no, feel. they all waste their time. Okay. <laughs> There's one on there. I don't know if you have a list of them, but yeah. it was one that was based on, like, it was a full-on matriarchy, a, a supreme monarchy that was all based in BDSM. <laughs> Oh, and basically, it was women who ruled everything, and men were coming were coming in as slaves. <laughs> uh, well, there's Asgardia. Oh, tell it's, me more. Uh, founded on October 12, 2016, uh, by Igor or Igor Ashbury Ashburyly <laughs> is a proposed nation based in outer space. It's proposed. Plans for the <laughs> plans are for the country to be pacifist, have no official language, to hold a competition to design its flag, insignia, and national anthem, and to become part of the United Nations. Okay. As of May twenty, uh, as of the, sorry, March twenty fifth, twenty seventeen, over one hundred sixty nine thousand three hundred twenty seven people have signed up and become officially officially recognized members of the country. That's what I love and hate about the internet is they make it too easy. To do this sort of stuff, like it should, it should not be this easy to just say, "I want to do this." You know what? Yeah, I want to be part of this. And we can get over a hundred thousand people because you all just click a button. And you're like, "Yep, I'm part of it." You should have to go yeah. and register at the actual location and then move your ass there and become a part of this nation. I can't find the one. Uh, I got it. BDSL. Oh, I got it. It's called Other World Kingdom. And uh, oh, it's down here in the. Uh it was uh, a large commercial BDSM and femdom facility resort and micronation, which opened in 1996 uh, in the Czech Republic. Go on. Uh, it's currently uh, an internet club. No longer has its former landed uh, state. But um, I'm gonna check out Otherworld Kingdom on incognito <laughs> mode and there you just go. see what I could what I get here. I love this. Let's see here. Government. Uh, it styled itself as a matriarchy where women rule. Had strong BDSM and female dominance themes. The state's goal is to get as many male creatures under the unlimited rule of superior women on as much territory as possible. <laughs> uh, oh my! It was supposedly ruled by Queen Patricia the First, an absolute monarch whose coronation took place over two days in 1997. Uh, let's see here. Um, there was a below the queen. There was a series of different classes. 
Um, oh, I don't like this at all. Not yep. secure. It's owk.cz <laughs> forward slash start one dot PHP. Yeah, dude, look at that. That looks the like website are for adults only. If you're not of legal age or, or are easily offended, uh, you are required to click the leave button. I'm clicking enter. Of course. So let's see what happens. So keep going. There were some men that were allowed in this place. They had to obey the queen, pay her taxes, but some have some rights, such as freedom to travel, to own property, to deal with such property, have children, change employment, and uh, enterprise and state his opinion. The lowest class is the slave class. This was a male class who had forfeited all rights, were property of the queen or sublime ladies, and were considered to be on the level of a normal farm animal. <laughs> <laughs> what an interesting... In order for a woman to become a citizen... I don't like this. I'm bailing on the, on the website. They had to have reached the age of consent. They had to have the ownership of at least one male slave. Oh, wow. They had to obey the principles and laws. Uh, they had to send in an application. They had to spend at least five nights in the area of Queen's Palace. Very strange. That is, fa that is fascinating. Very, very fascinating. Very strange. Several buildings, residence monitor. So again, like one of these things, uh, like it, this was founded when? When was this? 96. Yeah, 96. So this was really prior to the internet. I mean, the internet was there, but like yeah. prior to like as, as, as you know, prolific and as, as big as it, like the internet is today, like it's, it was not nearly as easily interconnectable. So how, like, was this just a bunch of people in the same village or neighborhood who were just like, you know what we want to do? Like, how do you think this got started? I, I mean, like this particular one? Yeah. I, I mean, see, it's, it's interesting because, like you said, the Internet allows people to find each other a lot more easily. So it must have been something where, you know, people established it. There must have been a collective of people that obviously agreed to it because yeah. there was a supreme, you know, monarch that followed those rules and everything, and everyone like agreed to it and showed up. And there were men that obviously agreed to do it as well. So there was some sort of, I mean, obviously the dudes probably were into women, you know, dominating them and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, there was some sort of thing that existed for it. But this is so fascinating. Yeah, their motto: "Women over men." Anthem O W K Anthem slash State Him. Oh God. Uh, I wish. Oh God. I wish I could find that. Ah, not gonna be able to play a video. Yep. Having internet issues. Da, 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 da. Uh, <laughs> um, I just, it, it, so again, wrapping your head around this, I still have a hard time and I've been having a hard time understanding like how the, the, I, not the, I, I don't want to say the legality of it because none of this is like legally binding, but like what makes this, I guess, to, as far as you are comprehending or, or know or whatever, what makes this different than an actual sovereign nation? I guess um, <clears throat> this is this is going to be hard to quantify, but um, these. <laughs> well, first of all, there, it's it's kind of like almost like someone violating a copyright law. If you just take something and you put it in your video and it gets one view on the internet, no one gives a shit. You're technically breaking the law, but it's not enough for anyone to really go through the process sure. of actually fighting it. These nations are so just like infinitesimal that no one's going to actually be like, they'll be like, yeah, we're, you don't get a seat at the United Nations. Right. Sorry, you don't qualify. And the fact that, you know, some of these have currencies, you know, they have obviously some laws and things like that, but it's not in a situation where, first of all, 
what do they have to offer yeah <laughs> on the world's level do they have it's almost like you know at the end of black panther where wakanda finally reveals himself and they're like sir what why should we care about your nation you're a bunch of goat herders and sheep farmers it's like you know those are two things um but it's like, yeah, they were like, we don't care. Why are you here? Congrats, right. you're some poor-ass African nation. We don't care. And this is less than that. <laughs> right. I'm a dude who's got other dudes, and we're on a sea fort. Right. <laughs> we got, we've got a helicopter pad if you want to bring your helicopters here. It's like, and we, and there was like another one I saw in there. It was like in Canada. It was, it was like a fishing island called, I think, Outer was, Baldonia or whatever. It was the one, Principa Principality of Outer Baldonia. And they exiled women. <laughs> and it was founded by the, uh, founded by Russell Arndell, chairman of the Pepsi Company. Okay. In 1945, it comprised a population of 69 fishermen. There you go. So the the, the chairman of the Pepsi company started <laughs> started his own fucking micronation. I know some people have done this too to avoid paying taxes. That's interesting. Which is also hilarious. Well, I think there's one that I read about in here where they like basically they, they came after him, right? Because mm -hmm. like they shut it down because they were like, yeah, you're not. And then there was another one. It was. Uh, Ernest Hemingway's brother, oh, God. he started one, but uh, it was, he called it New Atlantis. Uh, <laughs> it was off the coast of Jamaica, off the west coast of Jamaica. It was a small timber platform in <laughs> international waters. Oh, my God. It got wrecked. <laughs> uh, the structure was damaged by storms and finally pillaged by Mexican fishermen. <laughs> in 1973... Uh, he moved to uh, he moved on from New Atlantis to another one <laughs> near the Bahamas. So we just micronation hopped. Nice. But I love the fact that a bunch of fishermen were just like, "We're going to take this over." I mean, because part of it, like, I get because if you think about, you know, if you and I could find a, a, an island, why an island? Why can't we just take where we're sitting? Yeah, I'm sure that would go over well. We don't own this building, Justin. Mine Gapland. Mine. <laughs> No, it's just the. I'll keep working keep on working it. Keep working on it. Uh, it's, it's like if you and I were to find an island somewhere, yes. and we just like sat there, and we just mm. basically claimed it. We're like, this is our home. Yeah, and this is what we do here. And if someone were to come by and be like, hey, you're like, yeah, this is ours. Thank you. Bye. Like or whatever. Like we we claim this in right. our place. There's that's the old dips, way of doing dips. things. That's the old way of doing things, <clears throat> right? Yeah. And essentially, we would be ours until someone basically physically forced us out of there, you know? So we would have to really quickly build up an army. Yep. And, and, and really fortify our position. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so That's it's, what I'm hearing. I'm hearing you hatch a plan is what I'm hearing. Well, especially if it had resources, you know, valuable resources. Oh, yeah. You know, we'd have to make sure that we, you know, we stuck to it. Mm -hmm. But I think I remember watching a documentary. World's Smallest National Park. There, <laughs> um, about, like, a couple of families that moved to an island and essentially, like, we're starting their own, like, little colony. I think this is in, like, the early 1900s. I mean, potentially, was it, like... It, it could have been maybe this? one of these. I can't remember. But what happened was there was, like, I think three groups of people that showed up. And there was, like, a murder that happened. Because oh, there was, like, some sort of thing that went down. It was it was, it was fascinating to me because... Did Columbus find them? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> it was, again, 1900s. <laughs> yeah, just ask. Hey, you never know. Time traveling Columbus. Hey, I'm time traveling Columbus. Hey, this is my house, and I'm going to call it India. <laughs> different than time traveling Colombo. Very different. Yeah. I solve crimes. I don't create. I don't cause them. I don't cause crimes. Is my Chagas bothering you, ma'am? <laughs> but it's just, you know, the idea of 
Because that's such a foreign thing nowadays. You know, the idea of someone's like, I'm going to pack up my shit and I'm going to go find some place that no one's have. You know, it kind of exists in some of the wilderness that still exists in like sure, the woods yeah. and shit like that. But, I mean, People who live off the grid in like the mountains of Idaho and, and Montana and yeah. stuff like Alaska, you know, some of that still exists. But the idea of like, this is my nation. Right. <laughs> is a whole like, different level. I just I just wonder, because again, they talked about how this was different than people succeed. succeed not succeeding, seceding, yeah, and different than this and this. I, I always wonder, like, what is the process? And I just don't want to read, so I still, <laughs> I still wonder because I could probably find the answer. Um, but what is the process of going through a secession and like seeing, like, like being officially recognized as this sovereign nation and not having to like this? Like, it's just such a weird concept that some people. Again, I have to think a lot of the people who do this legitimately are thinking. It's that easy. We're just going to say, we're no longer owned by you. We're yeah. our own thing. Well, I'm I not mean, beholden to anybody. Look at Catalonia and Spain. You know, mm-hmm. like there's that portion of Spain that's been trying to secede forever. Yeah. And they essentially tried to do it recently. And um, Spain like was like, uh-uh. Right. You can't go. We don't recognize, even though people in that area voted to do it. They it were was like, there to, yeah. They were like, no. Right. And essentially those people who started that got arrested and I think they were going to get sentenced. And it, it was a weird thing because that's a completely different thing because that is, you know, so for example, we've talked about this before, but what if um, Iowa was like, yeah, we're not going to be part of this nation anymore. Right, exactly. And they just go, whoop, I'm out. It would take an enormous amount of agreement within the entire U.S. to be like, yeah, you can leave. Right. Well, I mean, look what happened when the South tried to secede. Yeah, Like, right. I mean, that like it spawned the Civil War. Like, there yeah. was an entire to do about it you know like <laughs> that was a nice way of putting it there yeah. was a to do about it there was a bit of a kerfuffle yeah fisticuffs were there was, had there was a dust up there was a duel of sorts the, oh people got straight nylar about it they sure did they yeah. put up the dukes and they handled it like gentlemen like um yeah i just like it, it there is so like because again if if you're surrounded and again talk about a tremendous amount of resource that it would take too that these small you know things don't have these small little micronations don't have yeah and that's why it's it, no one gives a shit about them because they're mm-hmm. like yeah you don't uh, maybe you can get a generator right and produce your own electricity and maybe you can get your own like one of them is like we have our own post office right. and we have our own currency it's like congrats great accepted you know? by whom yeah right yeah. What, what's that you know whatever some of them are just silly stuff or whatever um like i think there's someone where a guy said something about his currency like a hundred of his whatever they were were worth like one thing of pillsbury cookie dough Jesus or something Christ. like that okay you you know, it's just very silly stuff. Um, but, you know, if someone were seriously trying to do that, like the, the amount to be even if you wanted to get to the level where you were considered a nation, you, what you would have to be able to do and produce yeah. to be recognized as someone oh. that's like, oh, we would want to do trade with you or right. whatever. Or someone would just be like, fuck you and take your shit, you know. Right. It's just, it's, you know. Yeah, because there's, like, <laughs> make no mistake, there are those countries out there that mm-hmm. are just straight up bullies. I mean, not look saying, at Russia not saying annexing Crimea. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. just being like, "This is ours now." Like, wait, what? <laughs> you know? Well, time out. Hold on. Wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. Like just taking shit. Like, yeah. They're, they're, you know, today's current climate. There's nothing to say the United States wouldn't do that too. Oh yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> I mean, just like it's just there's like good luck. Yeah. Just good luck. Now, what's interesting too is like the backlash <laughs> that comes with that stuff. A lot of times is because if you just walk over to an area and be like, "Yeah, this is mine now," people yeah. are like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." Says who? Yeah, like, what? Okay. And it's like, you may get that, but people will not. It's again, it's it's amazing to me now how I look at some of the strategy games that I've played yeah. in the past. 
uh, like Civilization is one of those games where um, if you uh, if you're like have a border nation with you and you have different policies or whatever, like if say you were very democratic and the other one was very dic- you know dictatorial, there was dictatorship. Yeah, there we go. Um, they would typically not like you because your beliefs were different, so you would already have tension. But if you just all of a sudden like walked into their area and like just started taking their shit, yeah. The rest of the world will be like, oh, my God, you're a warmonger. Like, what are you doing? Like, you have these horrible tendencies. And people, or in other games, like, if you have a, a non-aggression pact and then you break that, people don't trust you because you don't honor your agreements. Yeah. So the rest of the world doesn't want to do trade with you. They don't want to do anything because they're like, fuck you. We can't trust you. So it would be the same thing. You just walk over and be like, yeah, Canada's ours. It's like, what? Like, it belongs to us now. And we just take it forcefully. Just take it all. Right. Like this is now North North America, you know. <laughs> this is now very North Dakota. Yes, it's like wait, what? And right. we just take it. The rest of the world's gonna be like, okay, this is an expansionist and violent, warmongering country that I don't really want to be associated with. Or right. some people be like, hey, we're cool with that. Don't take us over. <laughs> like you know, they would probably try to come up and do that. So, you know, the idea of nowadays like creating your own nation, I just think is so. For some reason, it's a foreign concept to me because... um, No pun intended. uh, I see where... I was like, wait, what? Okay, I got it. Foreign. Got it. I was like, what about concept? That's the game I play today at work. Um, Yeah, it's just... It's it's an idea that I can't wrap my head around because so much... Most of the land is accounted for on this planet and claimed. And that's the other thing I think that we're getting into is that... And why people... You said, like, it's no no longer a mentality of people to to just kind of go, uh, I'm going to find a new place to live. I mean, yeah. And this is my place now. It's because I think most most things have been on the on the globe have been divvied up. You might say it's been, dibs have been called. Yeah, dibs you know? have been called uh, and uh, people are really digging in yeah. uh, on their on their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, uh, case in point, look what's going on in, in uh, China and uh, with Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. Like yeah. it's like that again is they, they're like, we're our own sovereign thing. And China's mm-hmm. like, fuck you, you're not. Yeah. You're part of us. And it's like, we've never been. Yeah. And it's just this back and forth and, you know, it, it, it it's not something. It's not something that any country is going to uh, just go. Eh, sure, whatever. Because the other thing too is Hong Kong is very wealthy. Yes. So China absolutely. is like, yeah, no, no, you're part of us. But right. if Hong Kong wasn't wealthy, they wouldn't give a shit. But there's value there, so they want to take it. Absolutely. Yeah. No. It's like, look, dude. It all comes back to greed. Of all of this comes back to greed. Yeah. That's and, why and deplorable human rights. That's uh, why uh, know, Russia histories. took over uh, Crimea. It's oil. Right. You know, it's like ours. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were ours uh, what years ago? So uh, yeah, ours again. Uh, you're ours now. We're yep. taking it. Done. Fuck you. What are you gonna do about it? You know. That's why t- uh, when we, uh, California for our, for a while was proposing, you know, that they just yeah. kind of go, well, just let us be our own seafaring, you know, yeah. uh, area. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's it. They even try. I think they tried to get on the ballot or something like that. Well, I think that or they wanted to split it up. They wanted to split it up because it's such a big state. There was also a discussion about potentially Canada uh, buy or not buying or or renting, leasing. Right. Leasing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like like, I think was it uh, Washington? uh, What are the what's I can't I can't remember the Pacific Northwest, basically, Mm -hmm. like going down into California. So California. And the states right above it would be going right into Washington, Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, would be going you into did it, Canada. Bud. Thank you. Nice job. Um, but again, like something like that, even like if even if those states voted on it and they were like, "Yes, we want to be Canadians. Mm-hmm. We want Canada's border to just circle down and, Boy, and, and engulf us." 
this is the weird part is that even if the majority of the state voted on it, democratically said yes, the United States, I don't think the federal government still would not honor that. Like Agreed. they would go, no, fuck Just you. Just like Cat- Catalonia. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, we want to do this. And Spain's like, nope, false. Yeah. yeah. Or, <laughs> or Brexit. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Look, Look at that whole fucking That's thing. That's just yeah. them saying, we don't want to be a part of your trade shit anymore. Right. This, we're just out of, we're out of the union. Yeah. That's it. It's not that we're, yeah, we're seceding from anything. We're just not part of like the conglomerate yeah. anymore. Yeah. And that yeah. was a nightmare. Not saying like, yeah. And they like, still aren't out. Yeah. Like they can't figure out how to do it. Yeah. It's it's a real. Also because no one really wants them to do it. Yeah. It's, it's a real nightmare in that <laughs> regard. So, you know, the idea of, I think the idea of succession is fascinating to me because, um, Part of me finds it laughable in a lot of ways because the hubris to think that you could just even yeah. even a state like California to be like we want to be our own separate yeah. sovereign nation. I'm like, good luck, right? Because you got because part of it is just like the way the world is established at this point in time. There's no way anyone would legally allow something like that to happen. No. Like you said, even if the states were <clears throat> like, we agree, we want to we want to basically right. succeed, succeed. They'd be like, nah. Because what about the roads? Nah, bro. What about the roads that we built there? What about, you know, the fact that now you have to sever that border? Right. And now what about trade? And what about these things? What about the people that are resident? What about the people that live there that didn't vote for it? Absolutely. And I don't want to. Now they have to relocate and move. And it's like, you guys. guys, Now we've got these illegal aliens coming into our country. You got, there's so, and it would be something, of course, obviously it wouldn't happen overnight, but it'd probably be like over the next five to seven years or something. It's like you have the time to basically whatever vacate or do it. I mean, it's just, it's so complicated that I don't know if it would be worth it. The thing is, too, like as laughable as it is, there is a part of me that it is. It's an exciting thought, sure, because I I don't remember in in our time anything a, a country splitting off. Oh yeah, like factioning off. Unless I'm just really have not been paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in a very large way, like it, it, the same as like uh, you know, um, like London saying. We're our own thing now. Yeah, you know something that big. You know, and I, or or um, again, what, uh, Catalonia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that actually happening and going through. That'd be huge. Yeah, you know, I I don't I don't I don't remember anything happening like that. Um, and it's just fascinating to me, like the concept of that actually happening and there being a new like the. That's where, as a news person, like a news junkie, I'm like, I would, I would like to see the stories develop on that, and and see yeah. the reporting on that, and what would happen, and the fallout, and the well, good things, and the bad it's things. It's like how you look at the Middle East, and it's like, depending on the, the time in which you're referring to it, it's like, oh, this was the Ottoman Empire, yeah. Oh, this was Persia, right? Oh, this was that, and you're like, you're seeing all the names for these things, and I'm like, what? Like, is Yugoslavia still a place, or does that get renamed? You know, right? I don't know. I was like, at one point, it was like Yugoslavia, but it's like, but they've changed the names of that stuff in the Eastern European yeah. area, like time and time again. So it's like well, that even stuff. In, uh, East Berlin, West Berlin, like exactly the East, East and West Germany, yeah. like that sort of stuff. It's 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 definitely happened, but it's not without you know pretty significant consequence. So Absolutely, people yeah. don't do that stuff lightly, right? So it's it's <clears> nowadays it's you know. I think it's very unlikely just to see that sort of stuff happen. But a part of me, part of me, I'm just curious because it's one of those things where we're so used to our world, yeah, that it's nice to see something get shaken up. I, th- that's the part of it too. Like that's mm-hmm. how I, I always feel. Like oh, I'm kind of bored with where I live. <laughs> you know, as mu- much as I love my my building, as much as I love my neighborhood, I, I like when I when I sa- stop and really think about what that means, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready yet. Mm-hmm. But I have that itch of like, I want to. 
Maybe I moved to a new state. You know, mm-hmm. maybe we maybe we pack up and we go to the the Pacific Northwest, or maybe mm-hmm. we go to the South, or maybe we go like maybe another country. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like you start to get that excited, like this could be new and it's an adventure. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the I think there's something in our DNA that still has that adventurer nomadic. Like I still think that 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 part exists deep down. Sure. And that as soon as that gets kind of like lit up or tickled a little bit, you're like, I got I to gotta scratch that itch. Well, I think part of it, too, is, and I was just talking about this the other day at work uh, with one of my coworkers, but we, we, to a certain extent, we need to be shocked into a state of, like, understanding what's important. Okay. Like, every now and again, because we're, we're oh, man, we get so easily complacent. Yeah. We get in our routines. Everything's comfortable, sure, right? Sure, absolutely. We're comfortable, we're comfortable. And all of a sudden, we start, like, really prioritizing things that don't matter. Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> so that's where, you know, I think movies that have, like, apocalyptic elements to it always capture me. That's why, you know, the concept of things like The Walking Dead or 28 Days Later sure, or yeah. Watchmen or whatever, when things happen, um, because you're like, well, what would I do? Because all of a sudden, you immediately put yourself in that position. You're like, okay... And I use, I've used this before, and I'll use it again forever, which is like, you find out that aliens just landed today. Right. In my mind, your job doesn't mean shit tomorrow. Right. Like, are you going to go in and be like, I'm here for tech support? Right. Am I going to go in and be like, I can't wait to design this training video? I'd be like, no, man, fucking aliens landed. Right. My whole world. Reality as we know it has shifted. This My whole truth of my life has changed. Yeah. So... It shifts. I'm not saying that people won't go to work, but work is going to have a different meaning. Right. It's going to be way lower down on your totem pole because you're going to be like, fucking aliens landed, man. Right. Like, what does that mean for us as a human race? <laughs> right. Which, those are the things where I think we're the best at as humans. We were the absolute best, I think, in in critical moments. Okay. Because a lot of times, assuming we're not fighting each other, if something were to attack us or whatever or something like that, if we feel threatened, we fucking band together. Yes. Look at, I think you see the best of us when people are in, um, uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Natural Target. disasters. Oh. Target. We're the best when we're in Target. <laughs> like, natural disasters. There's so many tales of people doing great things for each other. Sure, absolutely. Obviously, yeah. there's assholes that are like, I'm going to loot or whatever. But there's right. also a lot of people that just show up and they're like, you need help. I'm here for you. And it bands people together in such a, an amazing way. And so I think that's something that is pretty powerful. But it takes... That was the whole point of Watchmen. Right. You know, the comic and the movie was there was a cataclysmic event that was staged to essentially uh, get people to forget that there's this arms race between the U.S. and the, and the Russians and, like, they're going to nuke each other. And all of a sudden, it's like, this doesn't matter anymore because aliens fucking landed, man! <laughs> What are we going to do? It's like they immediately sign a truce. Right. They de-escalate because they're like, we got attacked. People died. There was an alien invasion. And then it immediately solved all the problems. Like people like calmed down and everything like that because we banded together. We found a commonality. Now over time, we become That'll complacent to, right, again. Exactly. And it's, you know, well, it's, it's, it's almost like um, also the ending to like the Matrix trilogy. You know, like humans in the, ro- in the machines, they have a truce. And the architect's like... How long do you expect this to last? Right. It's like in, in, inevitably we'll be at a war again, but you know, and the 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 Oracle's like as long as it can, right? Because that's until what we're Matrix try. Four. Until Matrix Four, um, and so like that's the thing that's always fascinating and frustrating to me about humans in general is that we can be absolutely incredible when we band together, right? But God damn it, you know. I've said this before too. Like in the universe of Warhammer 40k, there's this group called the Orcs, and the Orcs live to fight. That is their sole purpose. They sure. were bred and engineered to fight. Yeah, 
And if they're not fighting something else, they fight each other because that's what they do. They just need the fight. But if they all come together, they are the most unstoppable, terrifying thing you'll ever see because they are fully, they call it a wah, which is like, the, that's like their battle cry. Yeah, they're like, yeah. wah. And it, it, entire space systems and planets just get eradicated because the orcs show up. They're all led by one big mean orc, a boss as they call him, and they just lead him and they just, they fucking ravage like everything. Locusts, yeah. And I'm like, if, if you could unite the human race under one banner, the shit we could accomplish That'd be fin- would be phenomenal. Be, would be unbelievable. It would be phenomenal. Yeah. It'd be absolutely incredible. And that's something where I'm like, man, if we could ever, if we could just overcome these minor differences with each other, overcome these pasts. If we could just stop squabbling, guys. We just get yeah. over it. I mean, pool our resources. Right. Can you imagine what it would take to have one unified government, which would, would make Alex Jones' mind explode? Because <laughs> the globalists, you know, like <laughs> the idea that there was one government. I don't. I I truly don't even think aliens landing would do that. Like I don't think that is possible because there would be nations who would go fuck that. We're not doing it. Oh, of course. There's no way. There's no way. Well, that it was that like could the movie happen. Independence Day, right? When the aliens are showing up, you see right, like yeah. Israelis and Palestinians like like standing next to each other. Right. They're still kind of giving each other the, the stink eye a little yeah. bit, but they're like, we got to band together right now because the aliens are coming. Right. You know. But it's like they would they would they would extend a truce. For the moment, but as soon as the threat was gone, maybe yeah. they would, because there, I, there are definitely those nations too that you know would reach out to the aliens and go, "Hey, look, you know, I we see what you're doing and we're mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, whatever you need intel, what what do you need? We'll get you there. You know, yeah. just don't eradicate us. Like sure. th- those backroom deals would happen. Like it would, it would all. I just don't think it could ever. I don't yeah. think. If the question is, what would it take to get one global government? I don't think that could ever happen. It would happen, but it would be uh, really horrific in my mind. Because it would take one extremely powerful <laughs> person to basically be like, submit or die. Superman. Mm, Dr. Manhattan. Something like that. They yeah. basically would have to come around and they'd basically be like, we have a significant power. Either you join us or you die or we eradicate you. And they do it. Yeah. And people are like, fuck. And then all of a sudden, Denarius. by fear, they submit. And then over time, if that becomes they like. They have resentment and that builds. If you can and then somehow. They look for a weakness. <laughs> and then they revolt. If you could get people to basically be like, look, because it wouldn't necessarily just be by violence. It would be someone who's like, hey, look, this is the way we're going to do things. Mm. This is what it is. They lay it out logically. And they're like, we would like you to join us. And then if they refuse, be like, cool, this is your last chance. We want you to join us because whatever. And if you don't, we will wipe you out. Right. We have superior, superior firepower. We will do it. And, we will do, and then, and then they, they make an example of them. They go to the next people. like, we want you to join us. And here's why. Here's why. You know, they're doing it in a diplomatic fashion, right. but they won't accept no. And if you refuse, they wipe you out. And they keep going and they keep going until. But I, I, could you call that a global government? Is that global dictatorship? Well, that's the thing is, I told you, it, you could do it. I'm not saying it'd be uh, right. It, w- it would be bloody. I and mean, it would be. I just don't think it would. I mean, yeah. Again, if you if you could somehow do that, like the resources we would pull together and the things that we could accomplish, and the it would be mind fucking mind blowing. Because here's the thing: the person that did that would also have to create a better life for everybody, right? Because it'd have to be like I have a vision and I'm going to succeed in doing it. And this, what I'm thinking of is like, again, going back to the Warhammer 40K universe, this is how the emperor of mankind essentially assimilated all human races together. Uh He was this incredibly powerful person 
who lived for thousands of years too. But when he showed up, he basically was like, mm, "You're either gonna join me, or you're gonna jo- you're gonna join us one way or another." Yeah. And some people were like, "Fuck yeah, let's do this," and they were on board. Other people were like, "Fuck you," and he's like, "Cool, uh, space marines, stomp their ass." Right. And they just annihilate him, and then finally, like, "Okay, we give up. We'll join you." Great, thank you. Welcome to you. Welcome to the Imperium. And it was like one of those things where. <clears throat> It needed to happen because there was danger that was coming. Right. And the right. Emperor's like, if we don't unite, we're fucked. So get on board. And whether you like it or not, you're serving the Empire, goddammit. Right. And because of that, it got to a point where there's like this golden age where people were all doing the same thing. They were all, regardless of planets, there was entire solar systems that were all united. They were crafting technology. They were like meeting this peak age of, of this golden age of technology, creating amazing things. And uh, all under one common goal. But that's the thing is, like, you have to find a common goal sure. that meets everyone's criteria. Which is impossible. Yeah. Like, that is absolutely impossible. And it's, to yeah. bring everyone's station up at the same time is just, I don't, I, it's, it's not, it's not doable. Because it, I think part of it is faith. Part of it is, sure. is, is it's a level of religion where you're like, I believe wholeheartedly in what we're doing. Right. Well, and, now. And, and, and again, it takes. A, a, now an we're almost, getting to the book of Revelation. Well, it, it takes an almost infallible person who is a like almost immortal. That right. Because the thing that happens is when that leader dies, chaos happens. Absolutely. Because right? yeah. I was thinking about these micronations, too. You have like the supreme matriarch. Right. right. And they're running everything. They, but when they die, what happens? Right. Someone tries to fill it. And if you're lucky, someone does a pretty decent job of backfilling that right. person. We saw how that worked in the, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Exactly. Right. right? It's like, oh, uh, The Almadra okay. died and then shit went to, to shit. Exactly. Because yeah. that's, that's the problem, I think, with most dictatorships and things like that is you may have someone who's like keeping it stable but once that person is gone that's where stability goes out the window sure, yeah. because it becomes a power vacuum and someone tries to either fill it or people don't accept it or it just goes to shit whereas yeah. I feel like if you want a country or a nation to survive you have to have something that's going to allow it to survive over numerous leadership changes <clears throat> right which again I don't th- I so with that <laughs> with that being said there is no way to bring everyone into a centralized government or a singular government because you'd have to you'd have to use force, and the minute that the person who is putting the pressure on goes, chaos and like it, there, yeah. it's not a sustainable. There's nothing. Model. There's nothing in our realistic world no. that would allow for that to happen. Well, because too, like you, there are so many different ideologies, so many different religions, so many different uh, th- uh, theories and philosophies. There's communism. There's you know uh, democracy. There's like. There are so many different variations on so many different ideas that there's you you can't find one that everyone would go okay. Because yeah. can you imagine people in the, in the United States? Let's say someone from a communist nation was the one who rose up and was the one who was going to bring everyone together. Can you imagine the United States ever going? You know what? Sold. Yeah. No, no, no one from this country. Well, uh, they, yeah. People would fight until we were all wiped out. And that's that's what it'd have to come to is there would be bloodshed. There's no way you do this peacefully or diplomatically <sighs> no, because not. there's nothing you could offer because someone would have to lose. Someone would have to give up right. something. And uh, too many people because who would want to be the leader of the country? It's like, guys, I got good news. Your lives are going to be better, but we are no longer the United States of America. Right. We are now this other country. People would be like, what the fuck? It's Says like, who? Like, but listen, we're going to be better off for it, and here's why. Right. But people are like, what the fuck, though? Yeah. Our identity, it's wrapped up in this ideology, in this way of life. And it'd be like, your life's not going to change. We're just one country now. Right. And people would be like, what the fuck? It's like, 
I gotta rewrite my textbook. Like you right. know, it's like everything changes. You know, <laughs> I don't want to learn shit. Yeah, it was like we gotta rebrand. Man, I just wrote all this shit down on a piece of paper. I don't want to change the colors. You know, the the I think we can see it uh, on a very small, uh, relatable scale mm-hmm. in our current democracy mm-hmm. when the regime changes from Republican to Democrat and then reverse from Democrat to Republican. Mm-hmm. People again like. Both sides are going into it saying your lives are going to be better, but half the country goes, yeah, and the other half goes, Bullshit. fuck you. Yeah. yeah. And it's so even on a small micro scale as compared to the larger globe, we can see that in our country it does not work. Well, it's also like because no one gets on 100% on board. No kidding, because we all value different things. Absolutely. I even mean, though both parties are saying, your lives will be within better. our own country. We value different things, but then you sent me something just the other week where you're like, "Man, America has it wrong on vacations yes. and like time off." Where a lot of like the uh, northern European countries, like your Denmark's, your Sweden's, places like that, they yeah. have a much different approach to the workday, the sure. work week, to paternity leave, to maternity leave. Like they, they're like health, well, like balance of work and life. They're like yeah. whoa, 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 and so like even just those different things because you come over to the U.S., which I would also. It's always tough when I see those comparisons because I'm like, you know, people are like, we should do that. I'm like, yeah, but that's not us. Sure. Meaning that that's not our culture. It's real easy for people to be like, well, they've got legalized drugs. Why can't we have it? I'm like, because we have an addiction problem based on our culture and our overconsumption and the way we do things. We don't manage the same way that they do on a day-to-day sure. basis. We don't have good self-control over here. Um, this It's a completely different mentality. So when I see stuff like that, I was like, yeah. But I also have to look back at what we do. I'm like, we're also really super competitive and innovative in what we do. And part of that is people work really hard and we're pretty successful because of it, but at what cost? Right. You know what but I mean? how much I would argue, now we're getting into a completely different topic. Yeah. I would argue how much more innovative could we potentially be if our brains weren't taxed as much as they are, if That's we true. had the ability to stop daydream Mm -hmm. and like because again for you personally Mm -hmm. if you are you know fucking you know nose deep in work and family and this Mm -hmm. and that i've got this and i gotta mow the lawn and then i got errands and i gotta do laundry and i gotta clean the house and then i have three projects due and then my boss is running my like if you've got all these things you know stirring when you have to sit down and create something Mm -hmm. your mind is blank yeah but if you think about when you are just drifting off to bed when you don't have to worry about anything Mm -hmm. all your shit's done it's a rare occasion your, your mind, you've told me some of the stories, mm-hmm. your mind goes to bananas places. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think it is, yes, we are innovative, but I think how much more innovative could we be if we were able to free up some of our time, free up some well, of our yeah. obsession about work? I think that's the key right there, the obsession, because I think we should work smarter, not necessarily harder, because yeah. people think like, your ass better be in here at eight and you better not leave until five. And right. it's like, well, no. Right. No, I don't think that's necessarily the case. Like, I mean, studies have shown that your typical eight to five sort of things don't necessarily work for different. Like for me, um, I'm at my best between 8 a.m. and noon. Right. After that, my productivity and my mental state, it starts declining drastically. I hit the one o'clock hour. I'm just like, oh, boy. It just starts to climb because I get into work really early. Yeah. Now, some people, they start hitting their stride at three. Right. Because that's how they operate. They're like, cool, they're night owls and things like that. So people work and do different things at different times. Like that's when they're at their peak. Right. And so um, there should definitely be some flexibility there. And, and I agree with that sort of stuff. Um, 
I think there needs to be a different adjustment to how we do most things here. But I think when people try to simplify it by going, you know, well, this country does this type of thing. We should do it too. I'm like, that's a different culture. They approach their lives differently. Agreed. Their approach. And it's not to say that we can't take some things from it over there and, and apply a, yeah. it. And to be like, well, that's kind of innovative. Right. Well, we can't necessarily do that to that extreme. Like, no one would choose to have 60% of their income taxed to provide all these things. So where can we find a happy medium? Sure. But I don't like when people were like, well, this country does it. And they're fine. I'm like, yeah, but they don't have an obsession of guns like we do. You know? <laughs> Sure. They're like, look at these people and all that. They they don't do. It. I'm like, yeah, but it's different. Uh, you know, like they, they, to a sense. I still don't. I, I to you're you're basically positing that that uh, people cannot culture or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not culture. Um, I guess you're, you're alacrity. Alacrity is the word. Nylar. Nylar. If they would just get their nylars in order. You know, if you spell alacrity backwards, it spells nylar. It does. Um, no, I, I guess I guess cult, for lack of a better word, I, I, there's a word I'm, I'm sure I'm trying to think of and I can't. But you're saying that there's no chance that a that a culture or a, a way of doing things could be shifted, and I disagree. Mm. I think it can be over over a long period of time. Over a long period of time, but I mean, again, Australia had guns. Australia had uh, machine like they they had a very open gun law. Mass shooting happened early, you know, whatever, late 90s, early 2000s, whatever it was, mm -hmm. you know, very, you know, uh, famously talked about that, you know, they, they went, you know what, fuck this, we're done, mm -hmm. you know, and or they went, fuck this, we're done. Mm -hmm. um, and fuck this, <laughs> we're done. Flawless. Yes. Yeah. That's how Jared sounded to Duck. Yeah, I mean, it was very aggressive. <laughs> Everything he said, he may as well have been It was German. almost Wookiee is what it sounded like to me. <laughs> But again, I think they were able to. They were able to. Not everyone might not have been happy with it, but they made they made a change, and eventually they caught up to themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they were like, okay, cool. This is just our our what we do now. I I don't think that we have to say, well, this is how we do things here, and anything else doesn't work. I absolutely think that's far too close minded. That's definitely not what I'm saying. I'm saying that a lot of what we do over here, we re, we're so resistant. To, because because of a lot of what we have is is a lot of freedom. We have a lot of freedom over here. Oh, Justin. tell me about it, Doug. Freedom everywhere Preach. you look. Freedom. Preach to me. From sea to shining sea, you know, purple mountain titties or whatever ah! it goes. Um, you know, it's one of those things where um, be, because everyone's like, you know, I can say what I want. Right. I can do what I want because there's so much of that mentality. I think it's really hard for people to be like, well, guess what? You don't get to do that anymore. People are like, fuck you. And there's this huge resistance to people telling them like, nah, right. You can't do it because that's, <clears throat> people are so used to being able to voice their concerns and things like that and, and, and fight a lot of these things. So I think over here, something drastic like that, like saying, guys, hey, you know what? Love of shootings happening i think we should do some people like fuck you and then of course you play into it too there's more to it than just the culture there's folks that don't want that kind of stuff to happen well i think or you know yes. there's money and all that I sort think of that's shit that's the root of it is that that doesn't help that's for sure the culture is a, a part of it but i don't think it's as big of i think it's it's perceived as bigger a, a bigger part than it actually is i mm -hmm. think a lot of it is greed mm -hmm. i think it's corp like corporate greed it's it's the nra it's the it's the it's the kind of people it's also a lack of uh willingness to um a lack of willingness to hear factual information because again 
a lot of like if you if you really listen and this is the part that always fascinates me if you really listen to a lot of what the democrats are saying or what are the, more the liberal people are saying it's we're not saying we want to take all your guns and all you hear on the refrain from the other side is they want to rip your guns from your cold dead hands and it's like you're not you're literally not hearing me mm-hmm. and that's the thing that i don't think it's a i think it's it's a it's people being st- too stubborn to, I don't know. I, I I don't think it. I think saying it's a cultural thing is too broad. I think it's something more. It's something different than a culture. Well, I would thing. also argue that that green stuff is part of our culture, which is why we work so hard because we want to get sure. that money, sure. get the bag, son. You know, we want to get that. We have that dream. If you work hard enough, you can get whatever you want. You are ready. You are on the cusp of greatness if you just work hard. I think that's embedded into what we do. So it's all, I think, part of that entire thing because I don't think that ex- exists in a lot of different areas too. Like greed is, is part of everything. But the idea of, you know... Greed the, is not uniquely us at all. No, yeah. no. We definitely... We excel at we it. We definitely lean heavy into yeah. that direction. So it's it's something that because of those things, because that's part mm-hmm. of what we do and what we live and, and what we believe in, right? It's it's the whole idea. The American dream. Sure. Come over here with nothing. You could be something. Right. You can get whatever you want. You work hard. You work your, your ass yeah. up and you can get it. Look at this success story. Look at this success story. Right. Oh, we thrive. We love that kind of shit. We love game shows where someone comes in and they can win a million dollars because they answered the right questions. Right. You take that same game show over to Russia or those Eastern European com- uh, countries, it doesn't do well. Congratulations, you because, win loaf of bread. Because if they win it, people don't celebrate. Right. Because the whole idea of there is like because life is so tough, they rely on each other as a community. Right. People's like, man, uh, dude, can I get some bread for night? Yeah, here you go. Here's some bread. Right. So the idea of someone having so much... And then not necessarily being willing to share is frowned upon. Yeah. And that sort of thing. I read a, a, an amazing article about that, how they basically, how, who wants to be a millionaire? Like in, in America, they're like, yeah, he did it. Whereas everyone else is like, hmm, cool. that's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Now you're not going to help us. You know, you're not going to help your neighbor. Yeah. So like that's that whole, and again, part of that's just the way that life is. Like it's a hard life in some of these places. They work hard. They rely on each other. Whereas over here, how well do you know your neighbors? Right. You know? But the thing is, that used to be part of our culture mm-hmm. because you used to be the, the whole like, can I borrow a cup of sugar? Used to, it, it was born out of a reality. Mm-hmm. It was not born out of a like cliches are cliches for reasons. So like that, like the, people used to know their neighbors more. They used to go and borrow. There used to be, yeah, let me help you out. What do you need? You, you know what? You, you that little down your luck. You need you need some money. Let me let me loan you a little bit of money. You mm-hmm. can pay me back whenever. Like yeah. I so I don't think that where we are now has always been our culture. No, I think culture has shifted, and I think it can shift again. Oh, I agree. It's just I think it just it takes just time. Has to, the thing is, culture has to be challenged. Mm-hmm. You have to challenge it in order to make it shift. I agree. I hundred percent agree. And I think the point I think I was overall trying to make is when people make just plain uh, comparisons. From one sure. culture saying, to another, being copy, like, paste, like fit. well, it works over there. It's like, <clears throat> yeah, but what's the history over there? Sure. How long have they been a country? What have they gone through? It's like saying, well, I have a clone of myself. Right. They're going to think the exact same things. You spend a week away from each other, you're going to have different experiences. You're going to have different outlooks on life, and that's how it's going to go. So, yeah. a, 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 a you know, a a northern European country that works really hard. It's fucking cold as hell. They've been through some shit. They understand, you know, they've been through hundreds of years of surviving and things like that. They're going to have a different outlook on a country that has been around for 300 years 
that has gone through what you know it's like there's two very different perspectives on that so i just think it's disingenuous to be like well <laughs> they're, they're doing stuff we should do that too it's like okay there's some elements that i think are interesting but we're two very different people and so to think that it would just immediately be like well we should just do that i'm like ah, all right well i let's try Right, but that's the thing. What the way you're describing it makes it sound like you don't even want to try. No, I do. The way, like, the way that, but the way that it's coming off is yeah. that. Well, they're totally different. We can't. Fuck it. And that's that. They put the wall back up. Like that's. Yeah. That's that's how that's how it reads. Let me clarify. As people are like, they're doing that, so we should do that now. And I'm like, we can't do that now. We can do fika. <laughs> I was like, I thought you were gonna say something else. We can do fecal cleanup. We can do that. We can clean up the poop. Doug, San Francisco desperately they needs need some fika. Some fika. <laughs> they need some fika help. The idea new that, and improved nylar fika. I think what I'm trying to get at is like people make an argument of like, well, it works over there, so it can work over here. I'm like, eh, it's not a copy and paste. Sure. It's it's a situation of it works over there based on the surroundings for a reason, and we are not that. We can try. We can absolutely try. There's some there's some great ideas over here over there, but there are different people. We're a different people, and the reason why it works over there currently yeah. is because of a whole different set of circumstances than what we currently have over here. I hear you with that. I just think that there needs to be a more open-mindedness to uh, adaptability. Oh, I think I, people need to need to open up to being more adaptable to uh-huh. to bringing those ideas in. Because again, just to kind of shut it off and go, it works over there. It probably won't work over here. Like mm-hmm. already, that's a defeatist attitude. Yeah. Looking at it and going. Well, that's a cool thing because this and this and this and this. Let's absolutely try to implement that here. Yeah. Instead, like I, I just think it's a, it's a shift in the dialogue, a shift in the mindset. Yeah. For me. Yeah. No. Again, I feel like I'm not saying this the way that I want to. But. I, I, I know what you're saying. Okay. I, like I, I, yeah. And I, I, you're, you're saying that to immediately shut down, like. For example, the thing that, that, for the listeners, the thing that we're talking about is in Sweden, they do, for 30 to 45 minutes every day, they do something called, it's F-I-K-A, I'm assuming Fika, Fika. Um, Fika! Fika! Uh, where they basically leave the office, they go in as a group, your team goes and gets coffee, and you talk about stuff that's not work. I and like, you allow for your mind yeah. to just kind of, it's literally a, co- a literal coffee break. I think that's a lot easier to adapt than say like, we need... Universal healthcare <laughs> yeah, now! That's what's right. in my head, sure, versus sure, something sure. like Fika. Because the I'm entire like, yeah. time I've been thinking about coffee breaks, and I'm like, how are you saying we can't do that? I, I'm thinking universal healthcare. <laughs> that's why it was, right, and you're cool. like... Guys, we got this now. And you were like, dude, like, why is this that? Because I'm like, oh, yeah, that's an easy thing you could do. It's like, guys, we're all going to take a break. We're going to step away. And I'm like, dude, you just can't do universal health care overnight. Like, that's the total, total thing I was thinking of. That's hilarious. Oh my God. And you're right. like, dude, what the fuck? And I'm like, hey, I hear you. It's just, we can't do that overnight. Oh. <laughs> This is why communication is so important. That's why you got to hear each other, guys. Active listening. Engage in the conversation. And this is what happens when you can't just have... Again, it can't just be that real quick like blurb yeah. because if we had left it there, dig into the conversation yeah. and really figure out and then if I finally get that clarification, <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh yeah, no, what you're saying makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. We're yeah. both like, oh cool, we're at two very different extremes. Right. <laughs> you're like, Jesus, Doug, it's coffee. Fan. I'm like, it's 60% taxes. It's hard, man. On coffee? What? <laughs> On what? What's happening? What kind of fucking coffee is this? Does it come from the moon? Like, what are we doing? 
And if you can't dig into a conversation and figure that out, there is another way that you can resolve yes. uh, misunderstandings. We read about this. We did, yes. yes. It, it is actually, it's the basis of another micronation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, basically, they just live in a pit. Yeah, and it's, they, it's the Kumite. It is the Kumite nation. Yes. The nation, of, sorry, the Republic of Kumite. <laughs> it's and, the Republic. Yes. <laughs> My bad. It's the Principality it's, of Kumite. It's the Democratic Republic Principality of Kumite. <laughs> And uh, the way, basically their whole uh, culture revolves around one uh, ritual that they call the throwdown. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, I think uh, tonight's throwdown needs to be uh, between two uh, micronations. Okay. And I'm I'm just because I've been staring at this photo all night. <laughs> the Principality of Sealand, I, Sealand mm-hmm. uh, verse, uh, and I, we've got to do um, the uh, other world kingdom. So I think the Principality of Sealand versus the Other World Kingdom. Well, here's the thing. Um, Go! Uh, well, they got a helicopter pad. Well, the thing is, like, if Sealand just stays where they are, they've got an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> we are seafaring folk. Yeah. Come to us. They're yeah. like, we're not leaving. Fuck you. Right. Um, so I'd say they, they would have an advantage. Strong advantage. So, okay, where? I guess that is, it begs the question, where? Where are they meeting? Um, I guess. And also, does the other, what is it again? I can't remember. The other the world. Other world kingdom. Uh-huh. Do they have their utilities? Do they have their toys? Because you know they well, have. Well, do they have their slaves is really what's important. Right. Because and do they have their handcuffs and, and whips? Because also, I mean, I guess we can assume it's the same amount from either side, you know? I don't know. This uh, <laughs> Principality of Sealand looks pretty small. It does look pretty sparse. <laughs> I um, see like two people on this helicopter van. <laughs> Uh, they commute in, you know. <laughs> they commute. They don't even live there. They commute in. <laughs> All right, hold on. What about this? What about Asgardia? Mm-hmm. The versus, moon one versus the other world kingdom? Because I feel like both of them are a little out there. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, and what's the Asgardia want again? They want to be on the moon. Asgardia is a proposed nation in outer space. God. Ah, uh, well, no, it wouldn't work. Plans are for the country to be pacifist. Yeah. They're, well, you know what? <laughs> I think those are the most dangerous folks. <laughs> oh, really? So you think Asgardia might have a have a leg up? Hey, listen, they're pacifists right? until push comes to shove, and then they're ready to go. And they're like, know? do not encroach on us. Though, that's why I bet on them. Because BDSM, here's the thing. The other world kingdom, they're used to whipping each other and shit right. like that, so they can take the damage. But the pacifists are going to be absolutely wild. They're going to like, it, it's it's someone who is It's just, human nature to have that anger. 100%. And they're repressing it. And they're basically, no, we won't do it. No, I won't do it. And then all of a sudden... It's like, thank you for, you saw that. Like Doug breathes in deep. I'm going to turn him down. They're gonna, they're I'm gonna, actually liking this setup. They're absolutely going to flip out. Yeah, and absolutely. It, and yeah. that's the thing is like, and the BDSM will probably like what they get at first. They're like, yeah, harder. But ultimately, um, as they start losing blood, yes. you know, they'll be like, this is the best day ever as they die. I was going to say, but, that's the other thing is that they start fighting and then all, like one of them takes a blow and they're like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. More please. Yes. Yeah. That could be a psychological mindfuck. Absolutely. To them. You know what? Maybe I will give it to Otherworld Kingdom because like, as they get hit and stuff like that, they're, it's just pleasure to them. It increases them. Yeah. They're like, yeah. But, until, but will they want it to stop? But here's the thing. Until they come. <laughs> and then they're just like, choo-choo. And then it's Sleep Town. And Asgardia just murders him. Yeah. I'm going to go with Asgardia. Asgardia for the win! Um, That's yeah. some hot stuff. That was some hot shit. Thank you, Noah Reed for uh, Noah mm. Reno for uh, Noah Reed is an actor on Schitt's Creek. How sure did you know is. that? I know that because I haven't watched it. Uh, Noah Reno, thank you so much for suggesting that. That was a fun topic. That was this cool. Led, man. led us down a really weird place. 
Um, I highly recommend people looking up micronations and just yeah. reading about them because they're fa- they're they're weird and fascinating. It's definitely odd. Yeah. Um, Justin, what do you got to promote this week? Oh God, uh, I watched True Grit, the, oh, the yeah. Coen Brothers movie from 2010. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a good movie. <laughs> Watch it. I think I might have plugged that the last time. I don't know. No, you didn't. You I did not. did not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, definitely should win some awards this coming season. Uh, <laughs> Nine years late. Boy. Oh, boy. Um, they're still reading that book, Like Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I started watching Togetherness, uh, nice. which is from that. Um, also started watching um, Succession uh, on mm, HBO. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a cool little. Uh, so, yeah, check out uh, Togetherness on HBO. Check out Succession on, Succession on HBO. Um, like Brothers, the book, and then, of course, Shit's Creek. That's a lot of shit. Yep. Uh, I'm going to recommend uh, a comic I just started reading called The Divine and the Wicked. Uh, fascinating. Uh, fascinating book about uh, basically the conceit is every 90 years, uh, the mythological gods are reborn <clears throat> into uh, young folks. Ooh. And they uh, only have two years to live before they die. And then they come back again in 90 years. Quite interesting, fascinating. Okay, and it's and they all re they basically become pop stars is what they are. So interesting. They basically people are in fact. And this is the first time because it's in the 2000s. The last time was like in the 1920s. Oh man! And then all right. the, now since it's so much later, it, everyone is aware of what's happening. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so like it's become less mythological. People are like, oh my god, there's Lucifer. Oh my god, there's Baphomet. Oh my god, there's Baal. There's Persephone. So they know there's Dionysus. Yeah, they know okay. who they are. And they're trying to figure out what the fuck. And the thing is, like, it'd just be an average person. And then this, 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 I think I forget what the girl's name, An Masar, whatever, will find them. It's kind of like their guide will be like, I'm glad I found you, Persephone. And then they they turn them into them and they become this god. This, interesting. And they have their powers and stuff like that. It is interesting. And I've been like, wait, who the fuck is that god? And yeah. I've been looking up and learning so much about some of these ancient gods. Where I'm like, oh my god. I didn't know about that. I kind of knew about this person. Yeah. Like Odin's in it. Old Greek mythology and shit is a fucking It was like, you're talking just all sorts of stuff. Yeah. There's, uh, um, you know, there's um, Egyptian, uh, there's uh, uh, Norse mythology, there's all sorts of shit. That's so, fucking cool, man. It's really cool. Well, it's, give, me, give me the name it's again. It's called The Divine and the Wicked. Okay. It's really interesting, and I've read half of it so far. Done. So I recommend it. Done I found and it done. at the library. Yeah. So. Gang, thanks so much for listening. Apologize for the technical difficulties if you've been hanging out on Twitch. I, um, I mean, there's been no... I, I no don't idea. even know if we're streaming right now. I have no idea if that's the case and, uh, you know, whatever. It was it was still a lot of fun. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Twitch, if you're still out there, thank you for watching. And don't forget, you guys can catch us uh, on all social media platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Mind Gap Podcast. We are also on YouTube. So check us out there. Look for our page there. We will usually post our episodes there as well as some of our other videos. And Justin exists in the digital realm. On Twitter and Instagram, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it while you're in the online realm. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher. Spotify. And Google Podcasts, uh, really wherever podcasts are, are found and listened to. And then uh, like uh, like us, subscribe to us, share us, review us, rate us, all those things. You can listen every week and we say the things, just do the things. And then 2East8th.com slash MindGap and then keep an eye on 2East8th's other stuff. We just uh, finished our casting process for our next short film and we are still in the post-production process on Sid Penrose. So good nice. stuff coming around the bend. Exciting. Uh, gang, thank you so much for listening. Justin, thank you Douglas, for thank being you. here. And we will see you all next week. Mind Gap Podcast.